Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Welcome and hello and thank you for joining us and happy early 4th of July to all of those of you out there in the world celebrating 4th of July. Got a great show for you today. Got lots of places you can find us on all kinds of streaming services and such. And thank you. We've had a big increase in listenership, so we appreciate that. Uh, Marsha, how are you doing? Yeah, tell your friends. Tell them to come listen because we always have silly stuff and fun stuff and tech stuff every week. So Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. It's, it's our job to entertain you with technology. <laughs> it definitely is because it can be boring. There are times the technology, right? I have to say, can be boring. So we try to put the fun back in technology. Is there a fun in technology? But, you know, I don't know. Sometimes. sometimes. So are you going to see fireworks this week? I, you know, I don't ever go to the fireworks shows. Uh, I do know that you're going to do the Hollywood Bowl, right? Tonight, for, tonight, yeah, because for... in typical L.A. style, I want to beat the crowds and go a night early. But yeah, an interesting exactly. thing, and I didn't have this on the listing, is the LAPD found a bunch of fireworks, like oh, 500 God. pounds of fireworks. Terrible. I saw this happen live. I was watching it on TV. Yeah, and they story. carted away a bunch of Chinese fireworks, which is where they all come from, and that's where they come from. But there were a bunch of homemade ones, and they put them in a bomb detonation truck, this big, giant truck, like the size of a semi with this little yeah, metal container. Works. And it, you'll blow it, Mark. <laughs> And oh, sorry. We're all we're all watching it, and the news reporter from I think Channel Five is like standing thirty feet away, filming them putting it in, and that they yell out "fire in the hole," which meanwhile has been dropped from the news story. By the way, so they said "fire in the hole" three times, and they ignited the fireworks, and the entire truck blew up. Had an area of three blocks where pieces of the truck shot. I mean, I don't know. I tweeted, you know, does LAPD get a refund on this truck? <laughs> What's yeah, the story? I, I mean, I it looked like a really expensive piece of bomb detonation equipment, right? The whole truck blew up. People were injured. <laughs> it was like terrible. ridiculous. It was a terrible so story. Fireworks are dangerous. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they thought they had calculated how much firepower was in these things and apparently they were wrong by a significant amount so that's right. unfortunate yeah. yeah so especially homemade fireworks which a lot of people do they make homemade yeah. fireworks it's so dumb especially if you we hear them all the time where we live and we're in a fire area and i just want to you know i never know where they're coming from because you hear the noises it could be five miles away it could be next door and it's very frustrating because those things can set off fires you know, so yeah, well, my neighbor, a couple of my neighbors and I decided this week we're going to walk the street and when because we hear it all the time, and we're right. just going to walk and try and find them and notify LAPD. Because yeah, you're getting them as well. You don't want to yeah. burn down our house. I mean, the extent anyway, of my fireworks was uh, the sparklers that we used to do in front yeah, of the house. I liked sparklers, which always burned yeah, your hands. The problem is, you dropped them in the pool; they fell to the bottom and left a little rust mark. Which was yeah, 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 that was a tough one. No that, question that about good. it. Okay, so, anyway, so, so we you, have you, rich guy news. Well, yeah, I was going to say you had a new title, which I thought was funny for uh, for rich guy news. So, uh, who, which rich guy you want to start with? Every rich guy has got a story this week. So, I think yeah. our first rich guy actually has a story that's worth talking about, and that's Jeff Bezos, uh-huh, because yeah. July fifth. 
is the anniversary of the founding of Amazon, July 5th, 1994. And it was originally a website that only sold books. Right. And in my books that I publish, I have a couple of screenshots of his initial uh, employment notices that he put on different boards, which was kind of cool to hire people for his new website that was going to be, you know, a big deal. But who knew which, by in the 1994? Way, the, name, the name was originally supposed to be Cadabra, as in yeah. Abracadabra. But what apparently his uh, attorney convinced him it sounded too much like cadaver. So they didn't go with Cadabra, which would kind of be a, a fun name, I would think, for a uh, a website. Uh, but yeah, yeah, what else did you find out about it? And they also considered the name Relentless. So mm-hmm. if you go to Relentless.com, it goes to Amazon. That's oh, a little thing you didn't know, yeah. No, I did not know that. But I have to tell you, I was one of the early shoppers of Amazon. And in the early days, they used to send out little Christmas trinkets to their customers, which was Mm. great. And there was a lot more closeness in the whole thing. And one time I was, I was on the view to promote one of my books and we were giving away something signed by all the people on the view, Barbara Walters, Joy Behar, the whole thing. And in those days, Amazon had auctions and I wanted to get preference to the auction because we were giving the money away to UNICEF. Mm Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, you know, you can never get anybody on the phone, especially in those days What it was four guys. Right. So I sent uh, Jeff Bezos an email and he responded. Huh. So I know Jeff Be- Bezos' email address. Assuming and, it's still uh, the same email, yeah. Uh, assuming, could be. We all keep these emails around. Yeah. But in the early days, a bell would ring in the office every time yeah, someone funny. made a purchase. And they would all gather around to see if they knew the customer. So that was – it was really a community. It was a great thing. Um, an obscure book about lichens, which is kind of uh, – I don't know, that grows on the south side of trees, saved Amazon from going bankrupt, which is yeah, crazy, crazy. Because uh, the distributors n- – he normally re- required distributors that Amazon would order 10 books. Uh, the company didn't need to receive that many on Lichens, so they ordered one book they needed and nine copies of an excu- obscure Lichen book, which was always out of stock. That's pretty fun. And things went crazy. I mean, and then he started adding products that his wife needed, like a hairdryer or a vacuum. It, it's a great story. And uh, It's a fun story. And he Jeff started Bezos, apparently— Yeah. Well, I was going to say, he started in his garage, which yeah. is also how— uh, Steve Wozniak and uh, oh, I just went blank on the founder of Apple. Uh, HP. Uh, HP also started in a garage. Yeah, I yeah, started a of... my business in a garage on our corporate checks. We used to have a picture of a garage. Um, <laughs> yeah, garage was the early starting point for a lot of these people. It really so, was. Apparently, yeah. he expected his employees to work 60-hour work weeks. What? Yeah, well, well yeah. you know. You know, yeah, those were the days, and look what he built. So I'm not arguing with his plans no, at all. No, I hey, you know what? A smart guy who really know what he was knew what he was doing. Oh, so, and uh, excuse me, it? guess who needs more money again? Oh, I don't know, Le- Elon Musk. Yeah, shock, 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 shock. Yeah, there you go. But um, he only needs thirty billion. He only needs thirty million to keep Starlink no, in orbit. 
billion. Not million, billion, yeah. A billion, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, between 20 and 30 billion. He's not right. really sure exactly how much. I mean, that would be a lot of flamethrowers to, sh- to sell. <laughs> Remember, every time he needs money, he comes up with some ridiculous product to sell. Yeah, right, of course. And all the Elon Musk fans go and buy them and whatever. But he has more than 1,500 satellites aloft. And he's operating in about a dozen countries, adding more every month. But he thinks the total customers in the rest of the in another year will be sixty nine, or from the sixty nine thousand to a half a million. But right. the problem is, he needs extra money to build this. So they need a few million subscribers, paying ninety nine dollars a month to recoup the five billion dollar investment in a year's time. His initial investment. I don't know. I, I do. I, I, I really, uh, if it's a good service, if it works, there's always that questions of satellites and rainy weather just because we live in California and there is no right. rainy weather. You know, I don't know how it works in the rest of the country. So, you know, yeah. well, asking uh, for it, government money, I don't know. Yeah, and adding another rich guy to our story. It was funny. Years ago, we used to talk about the space race and who was going to get into space first. Was it going to be Russia? Was it going to be China? Was it going to be the United States? Well, now the battle is on between Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos as to who gets there. And, you know, apparently Branson is going to reach space nine days before Jeff Bezos. I know. I guess you get bragging rights for that. Well, you do. Assuming the launch goes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess. You do. Absolutely. They have some really strange uniforms. For the astronauts on Richard Branson's, I mean, they're very stylish. Yeah, they're but nice. Their, their upper leg is exposed on one leg, and you know, as as a woman, I'm just saying it would probably be better off if they'd put a pocket in there because you need lots of pockets when you're in space with zippers on them. <laughs> Although these aren't very long space rides, so That's if I remember true. correctly, you know, they're, they're they're up and down in what is it two hours, three hours, or less. Yeah. Oh, not even a f- few minutes, I think. Yeah. Or so. Yeah. So whatever it is. So they. I'm not sure they're going to need much of anything, but they are pretty. St- as you say, they're pretty stylish looking. Um, and let's and, see. So yeah, Branson is going up, and uh, a couple of other people: Beth Moses, a mission specialist; Colin Bennett. Interesting that on. Uh, uh, oh, is it Elon Jeff Bezos thing? One of the original astronauts you didn't none of us knew that they actually trained a group of women in the gemini program Mm -hmm. and this is a woman from the original gemini program who's 82 years old and she'll be going up with bezos so it's kind of fascinating yeah so the next story well i was gonna say july 11th is the is the opening window for uh the next space flight if it you know, and these frequently change because of weather conditions and such. But yeah, Branson plans to launch on the 11th and Bezos on July 20th. So it'll be an interesting. Well, I'll be watching. I'll wish them a lot of luck. Dear God, uh, I wouldn't want to be the first. Well, I'm not. Do you I want to be, be the four hundred thousand? No, 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 no. Okay, no. well, I'm there you go. I'm good here. I'm good here. I can take a plane to thirty thousand feet and go somewhere. I just, right. Exactly. You know, exactly. And, um, yeah, I, I don't yeah. want to be underneath a big giant expo- – after seeing those fireworks explode that we talked about, right, I exactly. don't want to be – that was a real teller for me that I don't want to be on top of a rocket. Yeah, so. probably makes a lot of sense. Uh, and then also uh, Sir Tim Berners-Lee, who apparently wrote the original source code for the internet. Okay. Um, 
So I have to tell you a little bit about Tim Berners-Lee. He wrote the source code for the internet and um, my buddy, what's his name, from uh, who's now a consultant to Google, he, the two of them, um, invented the internet, basically. And truth, I've met, I know Tim Berners-Lee, he's a strange dude, a really strange dude. But the two of them got together, Vince Cerf, and Vince Cerf did the IP addresses, and they uh, put it together, and they launched the internet. So it was a very simple code that started the internet. And what's he going to do with this simple code? Well, apparently he auctioned it off this week as an NFT, which is a digital version of it, for $5.4 million. Uh, it includes approximately 9,555 lines of original timestamp code, comes with a 30-minute animation of the code being written, a digital poster, and a June 21, 2021 letter from Berners-Lee reflecting upon the code and his process of creating it. They're all digitally signed. Now, the proceeds of the $5,434,500... Go to charity, so that's a good thing. We'll go to charity, yeah. So he didn't apparently need the money to do this, although I wonder how much he actually made off of his code and how that ended up uh, coming down Tim to Ber- Tim Berners-Lee isn't hurting. I'm just yeah, telling you. I would you. suspect I, not. I know. No, he's not hurting. But yeah. the, the interesting thing about all this is this is one of the few uh, NFTs that I've seen that I think is actually worth something. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of cool. I mean, I mean you know, it was in, well, I was going to say it was kind of interesting because the, uh, the the web everyday use apparently started around 93, 94 with sites like the Internet uh, Internet Movie Database, BBC Online, interestingly enough, Pizza Hut, the WhiteHouse.gov, and the Encyclopedia Britannica Online. And so Amazon, as we just said. So, right. you know, it's this was the beginning, Vint Cerf. I know them both. They're great people. But I got to tell you, Tim Berners-Lee is a creative genius. That's yeah, no kidding. everything. If you saw picture a creative science genius, and that's Tim. He's he's yeah, an interesting guy. He really yeah, that's uh, really cool. Um, okay, so finally, so we're done with rich oh, people. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. we're done with rich people. Right. Now yeah, for the exactly. rest of us. <laughs> the rest of us who could use free phones and stuff. Uh, apparently, what, T-Mobile and Verizon are giving away 5G phones. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's crazy. And I've been following this story. And since I'm writing my book on Android, I've been talking to people about it. And indeed, you can bring your old, damaged, crappy phone mm-hmm. into T-Mobile or Verizon. Right. And get a brand spanking new. You're not going to get a flagship phone, okay? You're not going to get a $1,000 telephone. Right. But the great thing about Android is they make so many levels of phones. Yeah, and, and it's not a question of quality because they're, all the phones are real quality. But in writing my book, I've had several different ones. And I can see like certain features get left out of the lesser, you know, the lesser, cheaper models, which is kind of interesting. And because I'm comparing them head to head, you know, and going through the menus and the whole thing. And I said, oh, that's not there. That's not there. But the whole reason they're doing this, T-Mobile is promoting their Magenta Max plan, which is an unlimited plan that doesn't uh, impose slowdowns. 
And I'm sure Verizon is doing a similar thing. They want to get people on new contracts. They want more prepaid customers. They want to rule the world. I mean, it's crazy. Um, Beginning of this year, T-Mobile added more customers than they did in this quarter last year, gaining a total of net 773,000 postpaid phone customers. And AT&T added 595. So, you know, maybe T-Mobile is doing the right thing. Verizon pledged to spend $10 billion over the next three years on their C-band deployment. Not getting into all the details of the bands and the auctions and how much these companies spent to get into 5G. I don't know. I'm still, you know, kind of shaking my head and looking at my phone and saying, what is 5G doing for me? Well, you So know, I promise funny. you, if I figure it out, I, I will let you know. Well, the um, I do notice now more often, you know, now that I'm going out more often, obviously, as as most of us are now sort of back into the world, I do notice that 5G pops up a lot more frequently than it did. Yeah, um, but what is it doing for you? I well, see that it pops up. Yeah. So it doesn't I, change know, my phone experience at all. Well, it's in theory, it's speeding up your internet use while you're driving, which you're not supposed to be doing anyway. So, right. uh, but yeah, it, it, you know, it is faster. I have noticed that. You know, whether it makes a significant difference or not, I don't know. But I do know that you know, originally, or we've talked about this for years, that they have to get the towers up, they have to be able to have the uh, technology to run the five G. It turns out that they are getting more and more. You know, more spots are now using five G and. I don't know. I mean, they're already talking about 6G now, which is well, again, probably... it's a matter of bands with 5G. And I know in my talks with T-Mobile, they are really, really pushing it. And yes, there are a few things, and I'll be talking about that soon. But I still don't see it on my phone. But hey, I've got 5G. Yay me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it really depends. And if you're out and I guess if you're working outside or you're you know, not able to be attached to Wi-Fi or in your day job, um, then 5G makes sense if you get the connection wherever it is that you're working. But in the meantime, you know, if you're working, you're probably not using it all that much anyway. So that's right. That's so there you go. But yeah. at least people can reach you. So that's yeah. a good thing. You came there up you with an Android story, which. Uh, yeah. I have a little um, background on. Well, Android users will be able to carry a digital version of their COVID-19 vaccine test cards in their pocket. Uh, Google updated their Passes API, which now provide a secure way to store your vaccination and test cards on your Android devices. Again, developed from healthcare groups, government agencies, other what they call other authorized organizations. Well, if you look at the screenshot, it's from Healthvana. Those are the people right, that have the one your that I already had on my yeah. iPhone. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Uh, as long as your device is running Android five point, Android five or above, uh, information like the date of the manufacturer of each shot that you get, uh, the results of your PCR test get saved directly to your whatever your Play protected certified handset is, and they're stored locally on each device. Um, but what is interesting um, is states like New York and California have implemented their own digital vaccine cards. Right. So Google is thinking that their version could streamline the process for other authorities. But I think bravo to California and New York who've gone ahead and since they already have the information and it's every time you log in to get your QR code, it's not a static thing. Um, You can log in and get it fresh every time. uh, It's great. 
I, I'm really happy with the California uh, yeah. vaccine card. Now, Google does say the information in the user's COVID card is not shared by Google with various services or third parties. Shared by Google. You just got the yeah, magic right. word. Shared right. by Google. Google doesn't yeah. share it, but the company that is the putting the company. app together. Yeah. I can't, uh, no. I mean, I have to say, you know, it's always a good idea to to check your blood pressure from time to time. And I got a new blood pressure machine because I wanted to keep track of it. And it came with an app. And I thought, okay, let me take a look at the app. You know, it would be nice to store all this stuff on my phone. And then I had to sign up for an account with them, which mm-hmm. I did not do because I read the you know, disclosures where they Mark, you've dis- been listening. I'm so happy. Yeah, Come, welcome to the other side. So tell me yeah. what it said. Well, I mean, you know, it was we're going to disclose this to healthcare companies, to your right. neighbors, to your best friend, to right. the president of the United States. Yeah, we're going to dis- disclose it to everybody. So I didn't, I chose not to do it. Uh, I chose not to keep it on my phone. Uh, you know, okay, if I want to Which is down sad, there. you know, yeah. which is really sad. Um I, you know, I've been trying to figure out workarounds for this because I keep an old phone at home that Mm -hmm. has my bank apps on it. I don't even walk out of the house with a phone that has my bank apps on it because all you have to do is tap and get in there, right? Yeah, right. Um, So I keep an old phone at home to do my bill paying and stuff like that. So I'm trying to figure out because a lot of these medical devices are very useful. Right. If you have, you can, you have a tablet or an old phone at home, you connect to the internet just for the initial sign up mm-hmm. if then you disconnect it from the internet and just have an old device that you use these medical apps on yeah that's not a bad idea yeah. and use it only on you know in the home and do not use wi-fi but i don't yeah. know if it'll let you do it that'll be a great experiment if somebody does that please let us know at mark and marcia at gmail.com i'm gonna guess that if it doesn't link you up if you're not online it won't work most of these apps come up and say you you know it's kind of like video gaming they make you be online to be able to play a lot of these yeah, video see, games see that's the thing what's interesting is i use the huawei health app because i don't care <laughs> what they do with my health data and stuff like that but i did turn off the wi-fi and the app still worked as long as i had bluetooth from the device to the fo- to the phone right right so you yeah know, there are ways you can get around this but like mark said finally this is so good news we're going to write down this date read the friggin terms of service be sure you're happy with what they're going to do with your data and unfortunately some of these companies you just, as i say we just won't allow you to access whatever you're trying to access if you don't agree to their data it's not you can't opt out. You can either choose not to use it or to opt in, and that creates a problem. So there's a lot of companies like that. But anyway, well, I'm so proud of you, Mark. That's I'm well, just. Thanks. I still. I mean, care this is it, really but... great. I mean, yeah. uh, and California, there's been a lot of local news about it because you can access your record online, and it's great. Right. And it's your COVID nineteen vaccine record that comes from the Department of Health in the state of California. Yeah. So, Which you will need when you go to certain places going forward. Well, Probably I'm going to the Hollywood Bowl tonight. I'm going to keep yeah. my paper thing. Well, you don't need it for the Hollywood Bowl because it's outside. Right, right. The, and their rule is everybody has to be masked anyway. So, 
It's interesting, actually. I happened to have talked because Marsha told me she was going to the Hollywood Bowl tonight. And I was speaking with a friend of mine, and she's actually a violinist who you're going to be seeing tonight at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, cool. And I asked her about the restrictions and how everything's working and do they have to be vaccinated. And unfortunately, she said, I don't really know. They haven't made it really clear. As to it's how clear that's on work. their website, real yeah. clear on their website. Yeah. They have a COVID nineteen page on their website. Yeah, well, apparently so. they didn't make it real clear to the performers. So, that oh well, would be kind of interesting. Oh well, uh, yeah. All right, so, so here's a sh- another shocking story. Another completely <laughs> shocking story. LinkedIn breach reported. Okay, what per? Let, let's 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 audience out there guess. What percent of LinkedIn users do you think got breached in the last breach? And when we're talking about breach, we're saying email addresses, full name, phone numbers, physical addresses, geolocation records, LinkedIn username and profile URL, professional and personal experience background, genders, other social media accounts and usernames and more. What percent do you think? I'm going to yeah. say 92%. Because you have the story right in front oh, of you. That and that, that's, who, who are you it's with, a who total, it exactly it, you were waiting for to answer that? Well, no, I wasn't. I was letting the audience think about it. Oh, I see. Okay, got it. So our community out there, because they're good guessers. Yeah. Anyway, that represents 756 million people. Yeah, that's great, isn't which, it? Which, that's insane. Now, I don't know if it was the website that was hacked or the app that was hacked. So I think it was the site. So you're not safe at any chance if you use LinkedIn, unless you put any fake information on there, which is always one of my favorite things right. <laughs> to do yeah. on websites. It's it's just, it's really crazy. But, uh, you know, it's literally, we kidded about this a couple of years ago. Yeah. Why don't we start doing a, um, a hacked story of the week? Well, Every week, there's another story of somebody being hacked, some website being well, hacked. Well, and just so you know, I, I signed up for a product, and I pay for it, called Delete Me. That's all one word. And you have to give them your information, and they scour the internet, and they take your information off all the websites, the public ones, you know, that right. like Spokio right. and all that. Yep. And it's a great, great thing. I'm going to have that going for the rest of my day. Because I feel I get so many less spam phone calls now. You know, it's kind of interesting actually because the uh, they just put in this new system for um, robocalls that mm-hmm. went in on June thirtieth, and I feel like maybe we have not gotten we've still gotten a few, but it feels like there haven't been quite as many. Uh, apparently, the system doesn't work if the calls come from Europe. And a lot of these calls do come out of Europe. But have you noticed any decline in the last two days in your robocalls? Well, it's funny because on T-Mobile, which I have two phones on T-Mobile. I have one from New York and one from here. And it comes through as scam likely is is the person's name. And I'll yell to Kurt, hey, Kurt, my buddy scam likely is calling. Oh, how funny. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of that. stuff. So we'll see if that thing works out. So you got uh, anyway, to buy a week this yeah, week? Yeah, now it is the time of the show where we search the planet, the universe, and, of course, Jeff Bezos' Amazon for the buy of the week. Thank you, Hans. Um, Beats, which is uh, by Dr. Dre, which is apparently now owned by Apple. Uh, I'm sorry, by Amazon, rather. Um, it makes some really good quality headphones. 
I'm not a big headphone person. I don't really use my headphones very often. I used to use them when I was walking outside and in the streets and such. But uh, some people really like them. And the Beats Flex, they're called their wireless earbuds. Uh, They're Apple W one headphone clip, magnetic earphones, class one Bluetooth, 12 hours of listening time, which is really good. Uh, comes with a built-in microphone in case your phone rings while you're walking or while you're out with this on. Uh, it's got what they call a custom fit. And that's always a bit of an, uh, a problem when you're wearing headphones because they fall out if you're running or if you're exercising or something. So there's a custom fit bear. Uh, they also have uh, auto play and pause attached to it. You can even listen with a friend that has audio sharing, lets you wirelessly share audio with another friend. So if you're out running with a friend or walking with a friend, you can share whatever you're listening to. Often that could be a book on tape, which is typically what I would always do listen to books, audio books. Um, and this thing is available. It's not that it's such a fantastic bargain, but it's a great price to begin oh, it's with. A so deal. the original, yeah, the original price on this was forty uh, $49.99. You can get it today on Amazon for $39. So you save almost $11 on this, $10.99. And uh, comes in multiple colors. So, you know, I know, Marsha, you like fashionisty sides of these things. And if you're looking, you know, if you're looking for a nice earbud, something that you can use um, to listen to your music or whatever else you want to listen to, uh, this is available today. And again, it is the Beats Flex Wireless Earbud. Buds. They're available on Amazon today for the low price of 39 bucks, uh, and that is our buy of the week. And I have to comment on one of your last buy, uh, buys of the week that I got, Kurt, for Father's Day. It was a pair of sunglasses from Bose, and Bose is the only brand that I use. We got those, I think it was, what, on eBay, on the Bose? Yeah, I think it was. Bose yeah, has a store was, yeah. on eBay where they sell their refurbished stuff. Came with a two-year warranty. They look great. They look very much like uh, Ray-Ban Wayfarers. And Kurt took them to the optometrist, put his prescription in them. Oh, that's great. And they're gold. I mean, you can hear it's whatever that bone conduction thing is on the side of your head. Yeah, right. Um, It's great. He uses them all the time. Yeah, we always try to come up with something a little creative and different on the buy of the week. So that that was a fun one. Um, That was a good one. Okay, so you know there, there's been a there there are a lot of really mean and really nasty people in the world, and I'm kind of sorry to say that. <laughs> I mean, it's just really, really nasty people out there who think that it's funny to laugh and embarrass people. You know, you, often celebrities, bullies, but often, yeah, bullies. Well, I'm, that are I'm sorry. Uh, what's her name? Married to John Legend. Uh, what's uh, her name? Oh, Christy Teigen. Yeah, I think she's mean and a bully and a mean girl, and I don't care how many people are in love with her. I think she's a rude person. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this, and and what's going on is there's been a lot of body shaming going on, and it's terrible. And, you know, they'll look at a picture of somebody and, you know, whether it's a celebrity or if it's in your high school and it's your friends criticizing someone else in, in the school because a lot of people have eating disorders or negative body images. Well, Pinterest, interestingly enough, has updated its policies to prohibit ads that contain weight loss, language and imagery. And I think this is probably a really good thing. It's they're the first social media platform that's taking a stance against the weight loss ads. 
And uh, interestingly enough, there I think it is T-Mobile, if I remember right. There's a very pretty girl who is the kind of spokesperson for, I think it's T-Mobile. And she was getting a lot of comments. And she's not overweight. She's a very pretty woman. And she just was, people were commenting on this and that in her body. And now she actually did one of her commercials standing behind a desk. Ugh. So th- this is just awful stuff that goes on. And well, I, I will tell Pinterest. you th- that I, I don't, you know think that Pinterest is is that wonderful. I think that the lawsuits that they were getting from fake, fake weight loss products. Right. Because the FTC was going to, whether they did, I didn't keep up with it, was going to make the websites responsible for what was advertised on their websites. Right. And if there's any product that has more fake stuff I don't know what it is. Weight loss is the key. Everybody wants to lose weight and appetite supplements. The whole thing, they're all, so many are fake. It's so hard to find something legit. So I think they were protecting themselves and, hey, why don't we look like good people and call it Mm. this? And that may be true. That may certainly be true. I mean, you know, it's an issue. It's an issue, uh, as we've talked about in the past on Amazon, with all the fake reviews that come out. You know, that oh, you never yeah. know whether they're real or not, you know. And uh, and it's I so always... hard. It takes me so long to buy something on Amazon because I it really does, yeah. go through the reviews. And, oh, no, that one definitely seems fake. And this right. one doesn't. And, yeah, it's hard. And they tell, it's hard to Well, they find. tell you, oh, this is a verified purchase. Well, so what? So, yes, you bought it. It doesn't mean it's not a fake review just because you bought it. Right. Right, you might exactly. be associated with the company in some way. So, in any case, it's nice, though. And for whatever reason they did it, I think it would be great. And if they're going to be held responsible for products that they list, why not? I mean, you held responsible if you throw a party. Oh, I I absolutely agree. Yeah. If you're you're drunk and you let a friend drive drunk, you're responsible. You know, so um, these are the kind of things that that are positive. And hopefully we continue to see more of that as we go along. Um, You found a story about – now, Windows 11 is coming out in the next – I think we said the next three, four months. Let's see. This is July – you know, I hate doing I hate doing stories. So hate doing stories of something that's going to happen in in the future. Right. Because things totally don't change, and we have a bunch of stuff we can tell you about Windows Eleven. Right. And it seems that it only works with certain computers because <laughs> it has some interesting system requirements. Right. But the system requirements can be found on the Microsoft website. Just go to the Microsoft.com, search for Windows 11. There's a whole page with specifications, features, computer requirements, blah, blah, blah. And I believe also there's a downloaded app that you can download and it'll check your system. And Microsoft has done that before. Mm-hmm. And eh, I don't know. I mean, I hope it's uh, as good I, as it appears to be. It looks like it's going to be a nice release. You know, you never t- know till they come out. They're talking about not till the holiday season. So what are we talking about? October, November, December, whenever that actually comes out. Uh, but it looks like maybe October. And it'll be kind of fun. Like I say, it's nice to see a little bit of a change in your computer and in the way it looks. And hopefully that's going to work out well because they have not always had the best releases of Windows systems before. Well, what's interesting is they will not have Paint 3D, OneNote, 3D Viewer, or Skype on the new right. update, which 
I like Skype. I use Skype this morning to speak to family in England. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I use Skype. But this is obviously for a desktop. Snipping tool, I love. They were going to get rid of that in Windows 10 uh, with something called Snip and Sketch, which is just too much. I like Snipping tool. It just works. It's it's, simple. It's great, yeah. And I just don't complicate everything for people. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. And even if you have, by the way, Windows 10, as Marcia said, it may not be, you may not be able to upgrade to Windows 11. So Windows 10 has been out for a while. So you, it, I can't remember when they released originally Windows 10. Uh, I don't, doesn't seem like it was five years ago. So they may be more, you know, there may be computers out there that you might think that are compatible that just simply aren't. So as Marcia gave you the, uh, place to go to check that out, but it'll be kind of yeah, fun to see well, what, the, what that looks like. The app is from Microsoft, and I'm loading it up now, and Microsoft.com, back in search Windows 11, PC Health Check, all one word, PC Health Check, all one word, and that's where you can download to find the minute, you know, and there's this piece of me that keeps saying, hmm. Oh, I hope my computer can't do it. I'll be no, so happy. Funny. Leave funny. me alone. My computer works. And then I got, you know, there's something for something that just works. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing about the whole thing is remember the blue screen of death? Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Now it's going to be the black screen of death. Dun, dun, yeah, dun. yeah, that's kind of funny, really. Well, because this way it'll match the black backgrounds of the login and shutdown screens in the new OS. Yeah. Really? So all of a sudden they care about the matching colors? <laughs> yeah, it really is kind of interesting, isn't it? Um, I, I, you know, I don't know. We, the blue, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, uh, Microsoft had a thing called the blue screen, has, of death, which still, yeah, it still has, right. Which would, when you had a problem, it was never a good sign to have this because your computer completely crashed and died. And that's why they mm-hmm. called it the blue screen of death. And it did, you didn't, you know, it could have been on your hard drive. It could have been the software. It could have been malware, but just suddenly this blue screen would come up and you're like, uh Oh. My computer's frozen. I can't do anything about it. So now it's, I don't know why the color change. I mean, who cares whether it's black or blue? Uh, it would be yeah, nice if it just, just didn't have to be there at all. Well, you know, stuff happens on computers. Stuff happens yeah. on Apple computers. Stuff happens. Yeah. That's why you got something. It works. Leave it alone. I'm happy. Yeah. You know, just I like my windows just the way it is. However it is, I don't care. Right, I've quit exactly. caring as long as it works. Yeah, And the thing is, I want to ask you, like, if they send out an update and they have had updates that crash people's computers, mm-hmm. can't, you know, can't you walk into small claims court seriously and sue Microsoft for your lost time and your lost revenue that you had to use to rebuild the your system? Is sure. Anybody can go to court and sue anybody they want to be, you know, and there's a lot of unscrupulous people in the world that do that. And a lot yeah, of people that deserve Yeah, but I don't think that's unscrupulous if you no, that isn't. if you no, no, spent no, that, two that days rebuilding your computer for something that's totally not your fault. Yeah, no, I, in I that just... case you're absolutely. Yeah, it's really interesting to see and I you know, I don't know that would be a more likely to be a class action lawsuit than it would be some individual going to court to you know, go sue Microsoft. Yeah, you but, know, you know, uh, it's just about time. I really think it's about time because there have been so many things. And what about LinkedIn for not having the security and exposing everything? Absolutely. Uh, no question Why about not? It. Yeah. 
I mean, for life, you know, all these companies that have these uh, hacks and, and such give you free, um, uh, what do they call the stuff? Like, not, not LifeLock, but they check your, you know, your credit, uh, not your credit, but they check, what well, help me, Marsha, the, the, the programs that... Uh, I don't know. I don't. Sure I don't use any. Yeah, I don't use any yeah. of them. Uh, I yeah, use. Have of... I been pwned? And right. have I been pwned from Troy Hunt? Works perfectly. And I know when I'm pwned. Right. And there's no way to protect yourself. So when are people going to start suing these companies for having crappy security of your data? Yeah. You I know, don't I understand. You, for years, I've used the half a dozen passwords. And you, I assume you probably have something like this on Android. On Apple, they now use uh, if they if you're setting up a new account, you they ask you for a password. Apple will come up and say, "Use a strong password." Yeah, and, same thing happens, yes. and it's all yeah. some kind of crazy letters and numbers it and is. capitals. It is, and nothing that I would ever be able to remember or even write down. Well, so, correct. No, but they I don't say, use well, it. Say, well, I have been doing that lately, and because Good it becomes you. part of your, your your Apple program or Safari or whatever the website will save. Now that's probably not safe either. Will save that <laughs> you know that password for you, and then it automatically fills it in. So I've done that a couple of times too because I'm okay, tired. Okay, so of it, you know. you've been doing it, and let's wait a year, and if it's yeah. worked for you for a year, right? I'll let everybody then, know. Then I might. Might yeah. jump in on. I've used it on a couple of websites where I honestly didn't care if I was ever going to log in again. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, if I lost the login or I knew it would be easy enough to reset the password. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, all right. So if you had to make a guess, who is the leading social media? What is the leading social media platform? The one that keeps all your data. The one that owns WhatsApp. The one that owns Instagram, the one that is currently merging Instagram messages with Facebook messages. And who could that be? I don't know. I don't know. You think it's maybe Facebook? Well, <sighs> Facebook has is used by 73% is the most used by U.S. online consumers who regularly use social media, followed by YouTube at 64%. Um Messenger, which is owned by Facebook, Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, and then Twitter, surprisingly enough, although you it seems to me you hear a lot more about Twitter, frankly, than you do about uh, Facebook, but only yeah. 32% of the people use Twitter. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. And then it's, you yeah. know, it falls down from there. The least used one is WhatsApp, I believe. And uh, then Reddit, as we've talked about on the show before. LinkedIn is only used by 20%. So there's a lot of that going on right now, but yeah. Those are those are who who's using that, and that's what's going on with that. Um, yeah, okay, it's we don't crazy. have a lot of time left. Do you want to go to movies and such, or you want to talk about uh, FaceTime for Android? Uh, FaceTime for Android ain't happening until you guys get iOS 15. <laughs> so yeah, I think I want to hold that story because it's it's a worthwhile tip. But since you can't do it now, why should we talk about it and waste your time? I think that's yeah, you know you we respect your time out there. So uh, new, TV. Uh, I wanted, um, no, I wanted to watch the Gene Smart thing, which is called Hack. Hack. Yeah, but when I opened up, but when I opened up Amazon Prime, I saw something called Flack, and I got confused, and I watched Flack <laughs> instead. And I'm going, when's Gene Smart going to come into this show? Oh, how funny! And no, it was. Uh, 
Oh, There's a I lot of like stuff out there to watch. Yeah, Hacks is very entertaining. She plays a uh, comedian who who uh, has uh, years, thirty years of shows in Las Vegas and such. And it's, well, a, it's, it's a very, very much like Joan Rivers, and that's yeah. what everybody said. But the movie that's going to be the blockbuster of this weekend. Is the Tomorrow War? Yep. Is that what it's just, called? Yeah, I just started watching it this morning. I haven't watched much of it with uh, Chris Pratt, who I like a lot. And uh, yeah, I don't know if it's good or bad, but it, it premiered. Uh, so that's kind of fun. I also want to give a mention to a series that I thought, eh, I'm not going to watch this. Um, it's on the Disney Plus channel, and it's called Big Shot. And it stars John Stamos. And fortunately, I've known John for many, many years because we did a lot of He's charity He's a sweet work. guy. He's he a is sweet the nicest. Guy. Totally nice guy, and I'm always happy to see him successful. And it's a story about a, uh, a Bobby Knight kind of basketball coach, who if you don't know Bobby Knight, it was the guy that threw a chair into the stands and pretty much got banned from basketball. And uh, he plays a, that character, sort of. And he goes to work at a high school, a private high school coaching girls basketball. And it is wildly entertaining. It is a show you can watch with your kids. It's just a really feel-good show, and John does a great job on it, and there's a lot of people on the show you probably recognize. Uh, and that's now available on Disney Plus if you have it, and I highly recommend the show. Uh, so how much it. how much do you want to bet that the Tomorrow War, though, the minute you go on Prime, it's going to say number one show in the universe? Yeah, I love when I... it says that, and you feel like, wow, I'm a member of the clan that's watching the number one show. This is it. It's the top movie ever. So yeah, you I know. know. I I always I'm gonna, wonder. We're going to watch it Friday. Yeah, I, I'll let you know. It's it looks like it's going to be a, a, an entertaining movie. But you're right. Everything on that you see on Netflix is this is the number one show in America. Well, who did that rating? I mean, where, where exactly did that right? Come from? Say anyway, goodbye, that's it Mark. for us, folks. Uh, fourth, happy Fourth of July. Please don't drink and drive. We want you back with us next week. Have a great. Week. Please tell your friends if you enjoyed the show. This is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen, and we do this every week for you. And we'd love to have your input. We'd love to have some reviews. And download us. Sign up on the websites. That's what makes us happen. So until next week, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.